0: Warner Surfers. History. Be without fear in the face of your enemies. History. Speak the truth. History Makers. Safeguard the helpless. That is your own. You can do it.
1: Welcome to History Makers, I'm your host Matt Prater and today we're talking with Grammy Award winning, Dove Award winning, international Christian superstar, Rebecca St James, Uh, but really she was born in Australia and she's just a good old Aussie girl. Welcome Rebecca, how are you?
0: I'm doing wonderful, I liked that second part of what you were saying, the good old Aussie girl, a lot better than the first, but thank you.
1: (laughs) So tell us, where did you grow up in Australia?
0: Um... I actually grew up in Sydney and then lived in Brisbane for about a year and a half um, before we moved to the States in 91. So we've been there quite a long time now, but we come back to Australia very regularly, and still call Australia home.
1: Now, when I was about sixteen, I did a little Christian radio show in Coffs Harbour, and I played a song called "Power of Your Love" by this little girl named Rebecca Jean. Do you, <laughs> do, do you know her?
0: Yeah, I think I do. I think that might be me. in uh, you know, an, another lifetime ago, it really does you know feel like I've had kind of a few different lifetimes already. You know, I'm in my. My 20s, um, but my life and my world here in Australia was so wonderful. Like, I I loved growing up here and hope at some stage of my life to live here again for a while, you know, if God leads that way. Um, But yeah, it's been quite an adventure in America, too, and um, lots of water under the bridge, especially since the Rebecca Jean days, my first album. Let's find
1: out a bit about yourself. Now, tell us what's your favourite kind of music? Who do you like listening to?
0: Well, I've kind of grown up on Christian rock because Dad, uh, you know, promoted. Amy Grant and White Hart and Petra and all these bands back in the day. And uh, so, you know, I'm kind of a rock chick at heart and I think that comes out in, in a lot of my music. Um, but more recently, I think Switchfoot. you know, I love them. I'm actually kind of getting into <laughs> one of my hobbies is swing dancing. So there's this new artist called Michael Buble and it's kind of just really like chilled, like big band music. So I'm kind of into that too. And then worship, um, actually covered on my most recent album, um, a Hillsongs United song, take all of me. That's just a few things that I enjoy.
1: Now, there's a whole bunch of Aussies over in uh, the American Christian music scene. Uh, do you guys get together and think about the good old days in, in Australia?
0: I run into Paul Coleman a lot because he actually lives just probably five minutes away from me. And I've um, had, had dinner with his wife. And, um, yeah, every now and then at a cafe, we'll, we'll all see each other. Uh, and Newsboys, I actually just toured with them um, for two different tours. And that was wonderful. It was like the australian invasion worship too <laughs> that's what i kind of named it but uh yeah they're great and i see them actually around town a lot too and um one of one of the aussies the remaining aussies um actually lives in my my community so uh duncan the drummer so yeah we we kind of see each other every now and then and and say good day
1: Tell me about uh, role models and mentors. Who who do you look up to? Who helps? Who guides you along the way?
0: Well, my family definitely has been very involved, you know, in my music, which I think has helped me stay sane because I I started at 16. Um, My first album came out in the US at 16. So it's it's a pretty intense amount of pressure on a young person at that age. So my dad is my manager and that's been wonderful because he's kind of helped me Stay focused on, hey, it's not about being a star, it's about being a servant and being faithful to to God's calling on your life, um, not about pushing yourself. So things like that have been really um, helpful. My mentor, though, um, is a lady named Evie, who was um, actually quite well known here in Australia about 25 years ago. So she's amazing, but she's been my mentor for about three, three and a half years. And God has used her to pour a lot of new life into me um, because because she just gets it. She understands the pressure of being a woman um, in music ministry and can really just encourage me and direct me in the right way.
1: Now, do you ever get any mainstream radio airplay or would you ever like any?
0: Um, I think we've gotten a little bit... Like maybe a just a couple Random stations that you know Might might play the, the song but not Really I mean in America especially it's Very very divided you know you've got kind of Mainstream radio and then you've got Christian radio And you've got Christian radio all over the Country and you know maybe one day In the future I might have a song That would work on mainstream radio But it's not something that I'm Seeking out necessarily because I I'm very purposeful with my music in that I don't want to just entertain I really want um, People to hear God's hope you know through the music and the lyrics so that kind of keeps it from being played on mainstream radio sometimes but you never know like there's been a lot of christian artists like switch forward like stacy arico who have um kind of crossed over in that way and if that was in god's plan for me then hey go god
1: <laughs> now rebecca you've written a book called she and many others tell us about the book writing side of your career
0: uh, and then i uh I've been speaking about saving sex for marriage and purity for many years now, and um, I had a song called Wait For Me that kind of became my theme song for a lot of years, and um So people really responded to that song because I think it encouraged them in that area of purity and it seemed a very natural thing to have a book that tied into that song. So uh, a few years ago, we put out a book called Wait For Me and then there's this book called She that you were just talking about and it's a book for women on you know looking at areas that we struggle with as women today and what does God have to say in the Bible that can encourage us to live for him and live an abundant life as as women. So I wrote that with the author in her 50s and then there's a she ting book so it's a teen version of that and then another book called sister freaks that just came out that i was actually more general editor for that one but um it's been quite the journey and i think sometimes you know focusing for a while on book writing then helps me appreciate music when i come back to songwriting or that kind of thing it's like the change is as good as a holiday sometimes and it just keeps me fresh in the different areas of my life doing these different areas of ministry
1: now also um You uh, probably read a lot of Christian books. What are your favourite books that you like reading?
0: I love to read, actually, and Francine Rivers is my favourite author and she has a series called The Mark of the Lion Series and it starts with a book called A Voice in the Wind and that book changed my life, like the, the main character, Hadassah. Uh, in that book really became like a role model almost for me and I actually got to meet Francine um, years after I'd read the books and just kind of tell her how much you know she'd impacted my life through those books Uh, there's another author named Michael Phillips who I think has really impacted my life with his writing this last year also I was very impacted by uh a book called The Pressures Off by Larry Crabb, and I'm actually about to reread that one because it was so impacting to me. But um, C.S. Lewis, I've been a big fan of his for a while too. So I just try and get my head into you know truth that can really empower my life. Now, say,
1: for example, there's someone listening at the moment that has seen the Narnia movie. And they're thinking, now, I know there's some God stuff. I know that there's some kind of parable in there. How would you explain it in, in modern-day terms? What, what do you think the movie uh, speaks to people about God?
0: Well, I think the most powerful thing for me um, about seeing the movie was the theme of grace and forgiveness, um, you know, I I've read the books I think as a child and as an adult and then, you know, now watching the movie, I don't think I remembered how much of a strong theme this whole redemption grace theme was, you know, and but it's so powerful and you know, you've got Aslan, this lion, this character that I I love so much that that is very symbolic of Jesus. You know, I wrote a song actually for the soundtrack, you know, about him, about Aslan and uh but the the thing that just got me and brought me to tears, and I was really moved to tears you know multiple times throughout the film was just this whole thing of you know here Edmund is this character who has who has fallen, who's betrayed his family, who has has really messed up in a lot of ways. Um, and Aslan takes the blame, he takes the sin upon himself and offers this grace and this forgiveness to him. And it's just so profound. You know, you just sit back and you just go, Lord, that's what you did for me. And um, I actually had similar feelings while watching the film in one part to when I was watching The Passion because it just gets you. It's just like I just found myself going, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you did for me. And um, thank you for this, you know, fresh remembrance of what you did.
1: Now, uh, tell us a bit about your faith journey. Were you always a Christian or was there a, a time in your teenage years where you thought, okay, this is, I'm going to get real with this stuff?
0: I, uh, I did grow up in a Christian family, but uh, my parents were very straight up about the fact that I, even though I grew up in a Christian family, that didn't make me a Christian. I had to decide for myself whether or not I was going to live for Jesus. And uh, so when I was eight, I was at a girls' brigade meeting at my church in Sydney, and they had a time of commitment and asked um, girls to give their lives to God if they felt so led, and I really did. And so that was when I gave my life to Jesus and the beginning, really, of the adventure for me. Um, and definitely there's been, you know, Uh, challenges along the way you know life as a christian you're not exempt from challenges and hard times but the thing is i know god has been with me throughout those and what my goal in my life throughout every challenge and i know there will be you know big ones to come is to cling to god and to turn to him in my pain and not away and i think a lot of people you know look at hard things that go on in their life and they just say oh, that's it, God, you know, where are you in this? You've you've abandoned me. But it's not true. Actually, sometimes I think he's calling us deeper. He's using that pain to draw us deeper and closer to his heart and wanting us to turn to him for comfort in in that pain. So uh, that's some of the things that I've kind of experienced in my walk. When we moved to America, my dad lost his job, and so we lived by faith for a couple of years where we didn't have a car or, you know, didn't know where the next meal was going to come from sometimes, didn't have furniture in our house. And we just sat on the floor and prayed and saw miracles happen, people showing up at our house with groceries and furniture and sending random checks in the mail. So I, at that age of about... 14, 15, really saw the power of God. And I think that then gave me something to sing about um, and it drove me deeper to want to know God, this God that would take care of my family like he did. So um, those were probably the two most pivotal times in my life when I was eight. And then 14, 15, it just kind of, I want to know him. It just made me passionate.
1: So say there's someone listening and they hear you say that and they think, Yeah, I want to know God. I want to get closer to God. What what would someone do to get closer to God from your point of view?
0: Um, Well, definitely, you know, I think that initial abandonment of your life to God is extremely important and just saying, you know what, God, I don't want to be the boss of my life anymore. I really want you to to lead me you know Jesus i believe in you that you died for me and rose again and uh you know here's my heart that that's extremely important um but i think then plugging in you know into fellowship into a great church a real bible based ch- church is really key um you know we're really fortunate to have some just real on it churches <laughs> you know and uh just i think really praying about the right one that's really key and then and then plugging into a community, um, of people within that church, you know, like a small group or a Bible study and just really getting to know other Christians. You know, I think that's one thing that I've found, you know, more lately, like just in the last few years, and I've been a Christian a long time, um, is just the importance and the power of community that we need each other and we need to be vulnerable. We need to let, you know, our, our friends know when we're hurting and ask them for prayer, um i think spending time in the bible each day you know having a good devotional book that can help um help you understand the bible and and dive deep into its practical truths, I think um, that's really key as well. The theme that God has really been speaking to me about in the last few years is the importance of just resting in him and knowing that he loves me as I am. Like, I'm never going to be able to do enough or be good enough to deserve his love, but he offers it freely. And uh, I think that's what the biggest thing that you've got to know as a Christian is his love is is better than our best efforts. And uh, it's it's there, offered for us every day.
1: And is there a favourite scripture that jumps to mind at the moment?
0: Um, oh, I've got a few. <laughs> uh, Ephesians 3.20 says, With God's power in us, God can do much, much more than anything we can ask or even imagine. And I love that and I stand on that.
1: Fantastic. Now, what are your plans for the future? What's coming up?
0: Um, we're actually doing a tour in the U.S., um, and, but we're touring with Barlow Girl for a lot of our u.s touring and uh that's going to be great they're wonderful three sisters that just really make passionate rock about jesus then uh i probably will be working on another book at some stage over the next year or two and maybe start working just on writing for the new album this next year as well so it's always always busy a lot going on but good stuff
1: well, Rebecca, you can certainly see Jesus shining out of you and I'm sure you're a real role model to a lot of young women around the world too. So I just want to encourage you. Thanks very much for uh, joining us on History Makers.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. History makers,